Actumverse listeners, we need to issue a warning. The following episode does not talk about the Bible. What kind of podcast, what kind of theological Christian podcast would not be talking about the Bible? Surely one that is worth a warning. So consider yourself warned. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Pactum. I'm Mike Grimes here today on episode 37 with Pat Abendroth. Pat, how's it going? It's going all right. I'm feeling kind of stressed, Mike. You're feeling stressed? I'm What's stressing you out? I'm feeling stressed. Oh, just so many things going on. You know, social media, post something about theonomy, and boy, those young bucks come out for you. They do. They huh? like to troll and find out who's criticizing Are you the, the one who crashed their, Facebook their yesterday? Empire. Maybe that, maybe that you was You crashed it. it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're, you're dating us in all this. So. I, well, I am. I tell you. I'm only on Facebook for cycling things, so it's kind of nice to not really be that person. Yeah. But Instagram was messed up. Yes. Well, because they're the same. They're, Facebook owns Instagram, I guess. So who knows? Who knows? So I'm feeling stressed because this weekend is the weekend that we're hosting a conference here at the church, as you know. Yes. So you should be stressed, but it's only Tuesday, so maybe you're not. Plenty of time to work all that out. Right? Yep. And then not only that, well, that, that that's my point of stress, I guess. I finished my theology for breakfast class today. That's a stressor in my life. And then recording is a stressor in my life. Now we have conferences. That's a stressor in my life. And I have five kids, and I'm married, and I have a dog. I tell you. So today on episode 37, <laughs> we have Pat on the couch. Hey, that's right. That's right. here for therapy and sessions. <laughs> I have my therapy dog, my therapy hamster, and uh, you don't. They, you have a hamster? No, you don't have a hamster. No, but it would be kind of cool. A therapy <laughs> peacock, therapy hamster. I think a therapy. I don't know. It would be the weirdest thing we can have. A unicorn. You said unicorn on Sunday from the pulpit. I did. I kid. We were all busting the gut. I don't think I did it the second service. You, you did. I did. <laughs> yeah. And first service or not? I didn't catch it first. But. Oh man. So what <laughs> happened on Sunday was I've been using an iPad for lots and lots of years. And then all of a sudden, it kept telling me I had to empty the trash, empty the trash. It's getting full. And I was ignoring it. I emptied the trash. It was empty. And then all of a sudden, an hour before I came to church on Sunday, all of my handwritten manuscript edits were gonzo. Oh, no. And, yeah. And so I'm, I'm walking around the house with a nervous laugh. No. Oh. To the point where I'm in the bathroom getting ready, and Molly's like, what are you, what are you laughing in there for? <laughs> So I was kind of a stress monkey on Sunday, at least first service. And to the point where I said to Molly, I said, so should I tell people or not that I don't have the right notes? (laughs) And she said, you should probably tell them in case it goes badly. (laughs) (laughs) You did in the first hour, did you in the second? So first hour, I I confessed. I I told people. But second hour, I didn't because it was already all in my head and I thought it was going to be. I thought it went great. So great. Second hour, first hour. Second hour. Okay. All right. Matthew 24. Yeah. I never would have known. Hello. That's good. That's We're here good. for you, man. We're here to make you feel better about yourself here on the Pactum. Oh, nice. Well, let's nice. get to maybe the actual content of today's episode rather than therapy. Uh, episode 37. My therapy unicorn. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> now now we know. Episode 37 here on the Pactum to conference or not to conference. We're, that is the question. It is. It is. We're going to talk about conferences today because it's on our mind. Uh, Mike and I have been we're preparing to go to a conference here in a few months. So airline tickets, lodging, registration, all that kind of stuff. Uh, not only that, we're hosting our conference here at the church this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, actually, the two of us, yeah. uh, Mike and I, were both supposed to be at a conference this past week. Yeah. But because of COVID-related illness, recovering from yeah. all that, we we decided to not go. And so... Anyway, it, conferences are on our minds, so we figured, hey, since they're on our minds, we might as well talk about them. Yeah. And 
I've been to more conferences than I can even count. Um, so many different ones, a lot of great experiences. We've hosted a lot of them here at the church. I've spoken at different conferences uh, in America, outside of America. So what should we make of conferences? We want to talk about the pros. We want to talk about the cons. We want to talk about how it is you could maybe some tips for hosting a conference. If you want to host one at your church, mm -hmm. whether you're a pastor or a church member just wanting to help out your church. Um, so that's kind of what we're up to today. They seem to be on everybody's minds at some time or another. Some people like conferences. Some people like to diss on conferences. Let's talk about the whole gamut today, Pactumverse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even if we're going to talk about pros and cons, but we're not trying to uh, be haters about conferences. Oh, no, no. I, no, I'm, no. Not, I'm definitely not a hater. No. I've, ha I've had some top-notch experiences at conferences. Yeah, We've great. had some great ones. But there really are things that are great about them and things that I think we need to... Um, be more discerning about, discerning. as some say. Yes. So before we go any further, Mike, what was the first conference you ever attended as a Christian? First Christian conference. Can you remember? Okay. So growing up, we used to go to youth conferences all the time, if those count. Uh, we used to go to a couple different ones. And hey, one of the conferences we went to was the first time I was ever exposed to the band Mercy Me. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, I can uh -huh. only imagine that they're, they're big. They're like a British punk band no, from come the on, 1970s. Come on. on. Pre-punk. Mercy me. Christian <laughs> contemporary music. Okay. Anyway, they used to play at this conference before they were a thing, because that's how they got their start, playing in youth conferences. In Iowa. Yeah, and I rode the elevator with the Ooh. guys in Mercy Me. Man. They're guys in Mercy Me? I thought it was a girl band. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Who would name their son Mercy? It's, or me. No, 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 no. Bart Miller, his grandma used to always say, mercy me. And so <laughs> okay. that's how they got the name. Good old Bart Miller. Bart Millard. Bart Millard. Yes. Okay. See, I, <laughs> The things you learn here on the pack. I know. I like to give you a hard time, yeah. but literally I thought it was a girl. Band. Oh, that's hilarious. No. So anyway, we used to go to them growing up. But then as an adult, I think my first conference, it was, uh, it was either Together for the Gospel or the Shepherds Conference when I was on staff at a church in Nashville, Tennessee. And... Community Bible Church. Yes. Okay, and I'm checking. telling you, the, the the big memories come from the one going to the... Pastor Ryan. We like Pastor yeah, Ryan. Ryan Haskins. Um, in the Shepherds Conference, that's my that was my first big time experience, I think. So I'll never forget that. That's for sure. Okay. My first Shepherds Conference, I think maybe, I'm just going to guess, maybe there were 100 people there. And we all had Seriously. like three ring binders. You, the size of Oh, yeah. The size of a small car. <laughs> And I mean, it was just like down home week hanging out with John MacArthur and Chuck Swindoll was there as an attender wow. with his son-in-law. John's like, hey, Chuck, how you doing? So I kind of miss those days. You, you didn't can't have even to, sit in the same room now. No, you didn't have to sprint for your seat. You didn't have to wait in line to go to the Throw bathroom. <laughs> it didn't cost $400. <laughs> um, I remember I've been, we got to go down to the front and watch people get into the sessions. Uh -huh. Oh man, there's bodies flying everywhere. It is crazy. Z is what it is. Yeah. So my the first conference I attended, I'm trying to remember, as a Christian, uh, I was converted through the Ministry of the Navigators at the Uni University of Nebraska at Lincoln, and maybe it was Jerry Bridges, actually, who came and oh, spoke for, for our winter conference. Either Leroy Imes on discipleship, and I didn't understand any of it, hmm. or it may have been Jerry Bridges, and I kid you not, he, it, he seemed elderly at the time, and yet he lived... Before he went to heaven, he lived quite a few more years, yeah. and he just stood there and like read his book. No way. And it was like the most boring thing oh, no. imaginable, 
and yet all of these years, even later, I'm so thankful for Jerry Bridges oh, yeah. and for his writing ministry. He wasn't much of a public speaker, but a dear, godly mm-hmm. uh, gentleman, and I'm really thankful. But I didn't appreciate the conference as much then as I should have because I just didn't know anything. Sure, yeah, yeah. So maybe we get started working through some of these pros and cons, thinking about conferences, thinking about ones we've attended. Um, what are some benefits to attending a conference? What are the pros? We've already maybe mentioned some, but what pros have you experienced being a part of putting on attending conferences? I think I'd start with the fact that we learn from gifted speakers. We learn from gifted teachers, people who are expert even sometimes, oftentimes Mm -hmm. they've given their life to a particular theological topic or a particular doctrine, a particular emphasis, point of emphasis. And why not learn from these people if we if we have opportunity to, um, and and to, I don't know, sit at their feet, so to speak. That probably isn't the right way to say it, mm-hmm. but to be discipled by them, that's probably not the right way to say it either. <laughs> but to, to be able to learn from those who are expert in their field, I think is a is a good thing to do. I almost said privilege, but we can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start there for sure. Yeah. But if somebody has written the quote unquote book on the topic in our era, in our day era, if you will, why not listen to them? Sort of like we're hosting this conference this weekend. And at least in our day, one person who's writing some really important things about the Trinity would be Matthew, Matthew Barrett. Barrett yeah. And another person who's written some really important things on covenant theology, classic covenant theology, covenant of redemption would be John Fesco. John Fesco yeah. So let's invite them. But yeah. I'm getting ahead. Yes, you are this getting is ahead. only like my sixth cup of coffee today, Mike. <laughs> so I need to get with the program. Get with it, man. Let's do conferences. A pro would be why not learn from gifted, able experts and teachers in the broader body body of Christ. Let's go there. Uh, and you know, another good reason to go to a conference is I love to see people I haven't seen for a while. Yeah. That's always fun. It really is fun. There's one guy I know that I went to seminary with and I saw him at a conference and he was carrying a big giant uh, box of books and he saw me and he saw, I think I was with my brother and he just dropped the box of books uh, <laughs> in just kind of a sweet kind of way. He's a big, strong guy and he just dropped this massive box of books so he could come give us a hug. <laughs> and so, and I don't usually hug men unless they're from other countries. So anyway, that's fun. You know, while you were saying that made me think one of the first times I saw you at a conference was at the shepherd's conference. And speaking of your brother, you two had, well, on, I, hold on. Th- this is a family show. You two had on the wildest shirts <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. Purple haze all in I my brain. You. I'll never. And those are the Abendroth brothers. Seriously. Oh, yeah. And, and you are admiring our blouses. Yes, your blouses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is quite. Yeah. We're, we're both of us are very comfortable in our masculinity, and uh, our wives don't mind us if we're a little flamboyant in, in the things we're wearing. <laughs> If you if you could have only just seen Mike Grimes' face when oh. I said the word flamboyant, <laughs> I, I didn't think it elicited that kind of facial I think, response. Well, I, you know, I'm just thinking about editing. Okay. All right. That's Mike's job. He does a little bit of editing on the side. <laughs> so he makes big bucks doing that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it's fun to catch up, see old friends. I, I There have been so many smiles on my face when I've seen people I've maybe forgotten about or just hadn't seen for a long time. Uh, those are those have been some kind of friendship rekindling highlights for me, and then you make new friends as well. Yeah, 
Sometimes you even make friends like on social media. It's amazing. But mm-hmm. I kid you not, I have friends I've made on Twitter. That's I can't believe that. I know. It, it almost seems apocryphal or pseudopigraphal, <laughs> but it's not. I actually it's literally true. see people I've met and made friends with on Twitter. I'm thankful for that. It can be done, not just on TV. And then to see them at conferences is kind of fun. Yeah, it is fun. Put a face with a name. Or Absolutely. A, Put a face with a tweet. A tweet or a, yeah, a username. Yeah. Username. That <laughs> sounds worse than flamboyant blouses. Well, I don't know about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, it's also fun when you go to conferences to spend time with the people you're going with. Uh, it's a great time when we go as a church here. We go as elders. Yep. We go to a conference together. It's a great time to spend time together, um, even time to talk about issues that are going on at the church or maybe theological things we're working through together as elders and pastors and leaders in the church body. Uh, it's it's a great time. It oh, really... some of the discussions that we've had, oh, right, yeah. Mike? Oh, the Klondike bars and the chips, <laughs> making mountains with chips and napkins in hotel lobbies, trying to keep ourselves going. Oh, talking. my goodness. Yeah, packed and verse, folks. We, we've had some some phenomenal great discussions where you know you start out and everything seems casual and you're talking about whatever it is in the hotel lobby yeah. and then we move to a different kind of food or beverage you know stop at the 7-Eleven we don't have yep. 7-Elevens in Omaha so Slurpee. it's kind of a nice thing to stop for the slurpage yeah. so you stop at the 7-Eleven after the conference yep. and then you go to the hotel lobby set up shop it's time for the chips oh the f- are they fiery Cheetos I think you yeah. oh the baked fiery Cheetos Love me some of those. And so you buy all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden the conversation turns and you're going to talk about the ins and outs of covenant theology or something like that. And then we have got to take a break, uh, switch to water or something, (laughs) caffeinated beverages. And then it's, I'll never forget that time. I went and bought like every Klondike bar they had. In the hotel lobby freezer (laughs) thing, you open up everything in there, (laughs) spreading them out. Okay, gentlemen, we're going to change the topic and now it's time for ice cream. Yeah, but such great memories, good opportunities as leaders to, to work through those issues together. Yep, absolutely. Some, some of the most lasting, significant theological conversations we've had have come because we were at a, away at a conference, and maybe sometimes it's related to what we've heard at the conference, mm-hmm. but just as many times as not, it's been totally unrelated, but we were able to get away. Yeah. And it really is great just to get away, to get some refreshment, to be in a different kind of setting or context. Uh, and it's not just with our elders. We've, you know, different couples have joined us at the co- different conferences. Um, sometimes we'll try to, we'll give somebody a scholarship. I remember on one occasion mm-hmm. reaching out, even actually more than one occasion, but in particular, there was somebody involved in a parachurch ministry that we wanted to come alongside. We paid for them to go, wanted them to go. Really is a great time. So I'm all for going to conferences with other people, hanging out, talking shop. Um, different kinds of settings, enjoying different food, enjoying different climate. It's pretty fun. So we are pro-conference. I'm sure there are other good reasons to go. So let's go learn. Let's go learn what's not even at the conference offline. Let's go have some kindling or rekindling of friendships. Conference, conference, conference. Yeah, it's great. So those are great reasons to go to conferences, pros. What are maybe some reasons not. Oh, way to, to way to be I'm negative. Just, be just so you know, Downer. yep, Debbie Downer, a negative Nora over yes, here. We're not from all unicorns today. From Iowa <laughs> uh, is Mike. So um, I don't know. What, what do you think? Can you think of any bad reasons to go to a conference? Um, I think if you're going to a conference because you are there to see some famous people you've heard or seen or would love to see in person, 
maybe not the best number one reason to go to a conference. Well, maybe you want to. What if you want to go see that the regular people? Well, that'd be a good reason. Okay. If you want to see their regular person. To see that maybe they're kind of balding or something. Yeah. I shouldn't say it. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. If it's celebrity infatuation, um, yeah. hey, um, would you sign my Bible? No, dear. Uh, I mean, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if they didn't write the Bible, don't have them sign the Bible. Um, just saying. Yep. Uh, and so we're, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. We're not going to have a- autographs from anyone other than the one who was the author. I was the original gonna, autograph. I, I was trying to tie in the original aut- autograph. I wanted to say autographer yeah. and autograph and I couldn't make it work. You're close. So I'm sorry. I needed another sip of coffee or something. <laughs> so, you know, I've been there, done that infatuated with celebrity, whether yeah. they be, mu- whether they be musicians, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Thank you. Parents, I was going to say it. Thanks. Right. I, I mean, yeah, I, I've, you know, I've, met famous musicians but i haven't gone to their house when they hey, hadn't invited me come on now that's <laughs> let's keep that to ourselves <laughs> yeah oh I, maybe lots of us have been that person before but maybe we can learn from others uh, and their mistakes don't be infatuated with christian celebrities even though we're infatuated with infatuated with celebrities in america mm-hmm. it's not a great look um we're supposed to be in awe of the lord jesus christ right and not those who are the what does the apostle Paul call Christians in Second Corinthians? Clay pots. Oh, clay pots. clay pots. Isn't there a band named after clay pots? Jars of clay. Jars of clay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh. I think another thing to think about on the negative, and maybe this isn't so negative, but just realize uh, that Christian conferences oftentimes are big business. Yes. And yes, you have to pay honorariums. Yes, yes, you have to pay for the rental space. So let's let's view it in the most positive first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you and I have both uh, talked to people before. We've met people before who have worked for conferences, and they've told us what a cash cow they are. Oh, big money to and, be made. Uh huh. And so, um, dear Pactum verse listeners, I'm not. We're not saying this is true with all conferences or all conference leaders, but some of the big conferences do, in fact, promote or or, or rake in mega tons of money, and uh, we've actually known people who've worked for them and it's almost embarrassing to hear about all the money that comes in and it's not just to cover the cost. Right. Yeah. So just know going in again, nothing wrong with making money, nothing wrong with business, right? Those kinds of things. But sometimes it helps me to kind of maybe uh, temper my enthusiasm Mm. when I start thinking about money and I start thinking, well, you know what? Um, No one's perfect. I'm going to go hear some great speaking, some great lectures, um, but it does seem kind of strange why this was so expensive. Yeah. Are, well, we, are, are we being too negative? Mike? I don't think so. I okay. mean, it's just trying to encourage people as you go to conferences that they're great and it's great to go see all these speakers, but not to become infatuated with the, this is the big, awesome, look at all these people they've got and they've got this, that, the swag, the, the you know, let's not make it about those things. Let's the cult about, of personality. Right. Yeah. In living color. Oh, I learned that 10 minutes ago. <laughs> that's right. Mike has been enlightened by in living color. So but I to go to the conference to be encouraged and to be uh, impressed with Christ, not to go to be impressed with the speaker lineup and the people that are there and the swag. You know? And this makes me think of our episode 16 that we did, Mike, when we talked about ordinary means. Yeah. Yeah. And when we look to the Bible and we looked at we look at Christians who've gone before us, they talk about the ordinary means of grace. Yeah. And one thing missing when it comes to the list, when it comes to the ordinary means of grace, which end up being extraordinary because it's what God has given us, we don't see conferences. And um, so let's keep in mind that 
even though I might love to hear my favorite author give a lecture, I need to remember that what I really need in my life for salvation and sanctification comes to me through ordinary means. And that has to do with local church, growth and godliness, hearing the preaching of the word of God. It's week in and week out law and gospel, um, the right administration of the sacraments and discipline. Sometimes it's not so shiny and it's not so celebrity ish, but actually it's what God has ordained. So let's keep that in mind. And let's also remember that in Christian history, we've had this thing called revival and revivalism. And I realize that some, like Ian Murray in his book, make a distinction between revival and revivalism Mm. because you have the first great awakening, second great awakening. Second great awakening is more the revivalism. So we really frown on that. But the first one actually might be worthy of a little bit of a frown. Mm. So uh, the first and second not so great awakenings, Mm. uh, as I think... Maybe Daryl Hart or somebody else put it like that. But in terms of they're really the reason we bring it up is because they there really were good churches. Yeah. And faithful pastors preaching the word of God, and yet somehow, because of Christian celebrities, mm. uh George Whitfield, for example, um, who was a bit of a loon at times. I appreciate the fact that he was a Calvinist. <laughs> but if you read some of his things, you think, what in the world? Mm. But we're getting way off track. Revivalism. So do I need revivalism to be sanctified? Translation in our day, do I need big hype conferences to be right. sanctified? Or are the ordinary means enough? Yeah. I think our listeners are, have learned enough by now to say, oh, actually, ordinary means should be enough. Yeah. I love getting away because I like San Diego. I like Orlando. Uh, I like meeting people, putting names with faces. I like reconnecting. I like getting away. But really, it's and, – and the best conferences are going to say, you know what? Go back home. Mm, what, yeah. you, what you have at home, if you have a faithful church, uh, is actually what you need. Go back home and take part in that. Yeah. Anything else we need to hate on? I don't think so. That's enough hating for one episode, don't you think? I mean, because like we said, we don't want to be haters on conferences, and we're not trying to put a negative light on any conference and say, that's terrible, that's ridiculous, that's a terrible idea, don't go, don't be a part. We're just trying to say, hey, as Christians, let's think rightly about conferences, why we would go to them, why we would put them on, why would we be a part of them, and we want people to be encouraged um, by it. So let's move on from the negative, right? Let's let's talk about why would you want to have a conference? As we're thinking about this coming weekend here at Omaha Bible Church, we're going to be putting on a conference. We typically do this conference every year, um, and we have different topics we do. We've taken a couple years off due to COVID, but this year we're starting back up our annual fall conference this year on the Triune God. And why why do we have this conference? What's What's the purpose? What are we trying to accomplish? I think there's overlap with what we were just talking about because we want to learn from experts. Yeah. So why not have experts in? Why not share their knowledge with, with the rest of the church? Yep. Uh, I want the saints here to benefit from experts when they possibly can. I try yeah, to do yeah. my best uh, to be learned and our other um, elders and pastors do as well. But why not? Why not share? Why not have, why not have a good experience uh, exposing the congregation to other gifted teachers and authors? Yeah. I'm all for it. We yeah. do it sometimes with... Um, with retreats mm-hmm. as well. It's something. It's kind of like a conference, but let's bring in an outside speaker to benefit from what they know. 
Yeah. It's a positive thing. Yeah, and I think as you were talking about that, uh, we as pastors, elders, leaders may be more exposed to some of these speakers, whether it's we have an opportunity to meet them or listen to their lectures or read their books, maybe more so than others, or some of the things we're doing, we run across their names or what they're writing about and where some church members might not have ever heard of Matthew Barrett or John Fesco and to be able to bring them to the church. Oh no, they're both famous. Well, they are. I okay. mean, All world right. famous. Just world make sure. renowned. But, make sure. you know, to bring them to the church, expose our people to them and what they're teaching, I, I would guarantee you that people will be like, wow, I'd never heard these things. Do you, ha- you have a book on this? I want to get that book. I want to get a hold of it. You do have a podcast. I want to listen to that or I want to be encouraged further by your ministry. So it's an opportunity to expose them to that. I absolutely. And it, and it's an exciting thing and it's kind of a fun thing to do. Yeah. Another good reason to host a conference is because you can include other Christians maybe in your community. We've had other pastors, local yeah. pastors come mm-hmm. to our conferences. Uh, maybe they're interested. Maybe they're not able to host a conference for whatever reason. And so we've had some good fellowship with other Christian pastors, uh, other Christians just coming from other churches, maybe from other cities. I know we have some mm-hmm. folks coming from some other cities this next weekend. Yep. It's encouraging. Yeah. It's, and nice. it's always fun to see them. Like we've talked about, good to see them if we've seen them at other conferences yep. and great time to uh, catch up and to be encouraged by some fellowship yep. together. Some make it a tradition that every time we have a conference, they you know get a hotel in Omaha. And uh, it's nice seeing those people, catching up with those people. And uh, But we do kind of go out of our way to make um, it. We're not trying to steal people away. Yeah. Even when the speaker happens to be speaking on a Sunday, we'll say, on a Saturday at our conference, if you're still in town or something yeah. like that. Um, otherwise, we want to send them back to their church because right. we want them to be exposed to what we would consider the ordinary means and, their, and to encourage their pastor right. uh, who's, been gi- who's been given the responsibility of keeping watch over their soul, uh, which is something that a conference speaker has not been given. Yeah, yep. So, so talk a little bit more about the speakers you bring in for conferences. Uh, we've had a wide variety of speakers come to our conferences. What's another great reason, besides exposing a congregation and the people to uh, these speakers, what's another great reason to bring them in? I like the downtime. I like the time when they're not teaching, they're not speaking, even though I like that as well. Yes, yeah. I like it when they're rubbing elbows with the congregation, with the attenders. I like it when they're in the bookstore. I like it uh, in the in-between times during the breaks because it gives people an opportunity to talk to the speaker and to find out that they're just regular people. Yeah. In fact, we've done this long enough to know um, that they're quirky. Yeah. That they have their issues. And uh, I was talking about this this past week, and there's a newcomer here at Omaha Bible Church, and she said, kind of like you, Pastor, Yeah, right. when I said quirky. (laughs) And I said, that's exactly right. And I think everyone is gifted by God to do something for the edification of the church. Yeah. And everyone's quirky because we live in a fallen world, and so people have their issues. There's no perfect person. I actually like having the speakers around who are authors and who, you know, are are maybe well-known. We've had some of the most well-known Christians around. We won't name drop, but to see that they're they have their issues. Yeah. And that's okay and maybe it's actually healthy yeah. so that we see that folks are not perfect. They don't look uh, they don't they don't sound airbrushed, right, right. if you will. 
And so we could tell some pretty interesting stories, couldn't oh, we, Mike? Yeah. Oh, there's lots of good ones. Uh-huh. Everything from people asking us to have room temperature Evian water and a certain color M&Ms and a cheese plate. <laughs> uh, I won't eat anything that looks or sounds like Asian food. Uh, I <laughs> no only casserole. like mustard on my burger and nothing else. Make sure you don't bring me anything with anything other than mustard. I mean, it gets kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, we've had to change restaurant plans. We've had to do all kinds of runarounds. Now, that's not been true of all of our speakers. Right. In fact, no. some of them are very mature. Mm-hmm. It's gotten so bad at times. One of our elders here at OBC took me aside and said, Pat, when you speak at other churches, you're not like that. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it was funny, but you know what? I, I don't mind. We've had the quirkiest of the quirkiest back a second time because we're bringing them in for their strengths and we're learning from their strengths. And again, it's kind of nice for everybody to see that you ought not be worshiping them and you ought not be asking them to do a forearm tattoo (laughs) or something like that (laughs) because we all have our, we all have our oddities. Some of us are better at hiding it than others. So those are just some of the reasons why it's good to host a conference as a local church uh, and then maybe what we should do do to round things out, Mike, because we're going to run out of time. And that's let's talk to pastors, Christians, members of local churches who might be in leadership or they can offer some good and helpful suggestions yeah. uh, as to how you might host a conference or do a better job of hosting a conference. I realize some of our listener listeners are professional conference hosters. Right. Yep. We're thankful they listen. Yes. We're thankful they seek to glorify God in the way they do conferences. Uh, but what about maybe people who are, are wanting to do a conference, but they've not done it before, or they want some tips or things like that? What, what, what kind of things should we share with them? I always think, you know, from the start, don't shoot too far. Keep it pretty simple. I mean, because you don't want to try to become the next Shepherds Conference, your first go at doing a conference. You don't want to be the next whatever conference it is. Uh, the big, big ones with all the big, big bucks. I mean, you have to be realistic and have realistic expectations about what you're able to facilitate, what you're able to do. Um, But to put together a plan, and first of all, you've got to have the speakers to do the conference. So maybe think of a topic, think of something you're wanting to cover, how you're wanting to encourage maybe your local church, but then thinking broadly about you know, who else would benefit from that? Some pastors in your area, some other churches might have some people. But once you think about those things and some speakers... You need to plan far in advance because some speakers are scheduled out right. about a year, right. two, three in advance. So you're going to want to get that plan kind of rolling, and then you're going to want to get in touch with these speakers. And- I, re- I really just want to dovetail for a moment, yeah. Mike, and, and say I really like what you said about when you said your church. Yeah. I mean, so maybe that's the best piece of advice I think we could give, in my opinion, and that's think about your local congregation and how you could bless them and encourage them. Mm-hmm. If you're aiming to make a name for yourself, not a good look anyway. Right. Um, but maybe just start with how can I better edify the church here and help the church here? And if it goes beyond that to some yeah. pastors, like you mentioned, yeah. wonderful. Uh-huh. But if that's all that it is, think about it. Well, that's actually what you've been called to be and do if you're a pastor. So let's start there. Let's plan ahead. Let's think about speakers or a speaker. Uh, And for us, usually that means we we write a letter Mm -hmm. Um, and 
this is maybe one of, we didn't always do it this way, but we write a letter. Um, and let's say I won't even name anybody, but we write a letter and say, and we spell out to them, here are our expectations. Uh, we, you know, here's who we are if we don't happen to know them. Right. right. And here's who we are. Maybe here's some mutual friends so sure, that they can sure. get to know us or where you went to school or some, make some kind of connection. And then Mike, I think one of the best things that we've um, gotten in the habit of doing is here are the expectations here are the dates we're looking at, and here's what we'll cover. Mm, yeah, cost and yeah. Here's what we'll cover, and here's the honorarium, and that way, that way they can say no or yes, and it's between them and the Lord. Yeah, and so it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't like, have to be awkward. It doesn't have to be weird. Just put it out there and be done with it. Uh huh. Because how many times people show up somewhere and they're like, "Are they going to pay me? Yeah. Are they going to pay for my flight? Mm-hmm. Are they going to give me an honorarium?" And hopefully no one is in it for the money, right? but we've actually in the past reached out to people and sadly they've said, well, unless you pay me this many thousands of dollars, right. unless you have guaranteed this many, this many attendees, this many attendees, the answer is no. Yep. And once we know that our answer to them is no, no, thank you. Uh, no, thank you. So. Okay, here's what we're looking to do. Here are uh, here are our expectations. Here's what, what we will cover. Right. And here's what the honorarium will be, Lord willing. And uh, would you be willing? Mm-hmm. And so that way, maybe they say, I'm too busy. No problem. Yep. They probably have a family. They might have a busy schedule. Yep. But I do appreciate the fact that one very well-known commentator and New Testament scholar uh, who's been here a couple of times, it's been quite a while ago now, but he said, the first time he came, he said, you know what? I made an agreement with the Lord at the very beginning of ministry that it would never be about how many people and it would never be about the money. Hmm. And I thought, I'm, cool. I'm going to learn from you. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And my guess is right now, he probably has to say no a fair amount, Sure, whether it be because of his family or his age or just being asked to do so many things. Right. No problem. Say, you know what? My schedule's too busy. Or I don't mind if people say, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a family man. I've got a busy schedule. I have a board that makes these decisions for me mm. because I can only be gone so many weeks from my sure, church. Sure. I don't mind that at all. But when it's about the money, it's like, no, let's, yeah. let, let's not do that. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So just tell them, tell them what, you'll co- what, what you will cover. Tell them what you won't cover. Oh, oh Mike, I just thought of this. I, I went and spoke and did a conference for a church one time, and then they asked if I would ask for money. <laughs> what? You had to take the you had to you had to ask for the free will they, offering. They wanted me to do like a free will offering kind oh, of thing. Did and, you do it? <laughs> I did it three times. No, I'm oh, kidding. My. I, I literally said, you know, I, I'm here because you asked me to come. I'm happy to be here, and uh, pl- you you can't ask me to do that. Yeah. I, and I said, just so you know, you don't need to pay me anything. You don't have to give me a dime. Um, but I, I, I don't think that's appropriate. Yeah, that's so, super weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. So may the Lord bless Oof. them. Ouch. So don't be that church no. uh, to do that. But just be thoughtful. Try to think through things. What what, are, what will the experience be like if you can encourage that person who's coming to speak? Yeah. Uh, and and think of it in those terms and... I think things will work out and pray and ask the Lord to intervene. And some will say no, some will say yes. And the ones who say no for wrong reasons, you don't want to have come anyway. Yeah. And the ones who say yes, um, are a great blessing that we can have speak and edify and build people up. Yeah. 
Well, Pat, as we're getting ready to wrap up this episode, we're running out of time. I was just thinking during this therapy session for you, we, we haven't talked a, a lick about our listeners and thanking them for being a part of the Pactumverse. Uh, we're grateful for all of you that listen each week, and we're thankful that you're commenting on our posts. We're thankful that you're reaching out to us with questions. And I do want to let you know that you can continue to send in your questions to us on email for Pactum Responsum episodes. I just got one this morning. Uh, so connect at the Pactum. We'll be doing more of those responsum episodes in the future. Speaking of responsum episodes, Mike, within the last week, I have heard two things. Someone said, you know what? I really like the Pactum, and, uh, but I don't really like the Pactum responsum episodes as much as the other ones. Oh, really? That's and nice. also in this last week, I heard someone say, you know, I, I'm not all caught up. I like the Pactum. I kind of pick and choose. My favorite ones are the Pactum responsum episodes. <laughs> so you can't please all of the people oh, all of the time, but we are a full service podcast. We are full service. We are here to please you. Yes. And so we'll do our best to do both of those kinds of episodes. Yes. But we're thankful for everybody that listens to whatever episodes you find to be the most enjoyable to listen to. And I'm especially thankful for those who give us five stars on iTunes. Yes. Five stars everywhere you can. A reminder that you can find us online on Twitter at The Pactum. You can find us on Instagram whenever it's working at The Pactum Theology. I think the kids say Insta. Insta? Yeah, it's Insta. I'm very uncool. You can find us on Insta. There you go. That sounds weird, but okay. You can find us on Insta at The Pactum Theology. (laughs) Thanks for joining us here today on episode 37. And we will see you next time on The Pactum. The Pactum.